Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. last episode, I made mention of general preparedness and situational awareness. This applies to usually realms of all areas. This show does mostly focus on crimes. They're the most prevalent calls that we get and usually the one whose calls will have a little bit more details and they get released a little bit easier from police departments or other jurisdictions. For police-related things, your general preparedness, it isn't a catch-all, but you should have tried to walk through possibilities in your head about what could happen in certain scenarios, like last week with the bomb threats. This can also apply to other emergencies that aren't police-related. In this episode, I'll be playing a 911 call involving a residential structure fire. I'll go over some of the details and, hopefully, help you think about some ways for you to be prepared in case of a fire. As I said, general preparedness. On the tail end of the episode, I'll throw in a police-involved shooting and the corresponding audio from it as well, just to keep some of the crime going with the show. So let's get this show rolling. Welcome back to Music City 911. In general, I try to let you walk into hearing the calls I hear without telling too much about the call itself, and most of the time, I try to tell you nothing at all. This one I'll give you a little bit on. The first call, as I said, it's a call about a fire, this one out of Jacksonville, Florida. The length of the call, it's pushing a little bit over 10 minutes long. It's hard to listen to at times, but the last couple minutes of it, you won't hear too much. There's not too much talk. But I try my best to use entire calls when I'm playing them here. And this one's no different. I'll play the whole thing. I'll hit the details after it's done. Oh, I left you out. What is the address of the emergency? Oh, no, dude, my Okay, ma'am, where, what, repeat, listen, okay, I'm going to get some help started. Repeat the address for me. Okay, where's the fire, ma'am? I'm getting help started. Okay, is everybody getting... Listen, is everybody getting out of the house? I can't see! You can't see? No, 
Okay, I've got help. I've got help started, ma'am. They're coming. Ma'am, are you still inside the house? I'm stuck. I'm stuck. You're stuck. Okay, they're coming. There's somebody still. There's somebody still inside of that house. Huh? Okay. Okay, ma'am, are you able to listen? They're coming. They're coming. Are you inside of a room? Where are you? I'm in the bathroom. You're in the bathroom? Okay, listen. Are you in the bathroom? Is it a, is it a, okay, it's the second floor? You're on the second floor in the bathroom? Okay. Okay, they're coming. Okay, listen. Ma'am, ma'am, try listen. Are you able to block the ma'am? Ma'am. Ma'am, listen, ma'am. Okay, Jessica. Ma'am, can you block the smoke from coming in? No, ma'am, I can't. Okay, try to try your best to block. Use the towels or something like that to block the smoke from coming in. They're coming, ma'am. They're coming. Try your best to remain calm. Try your stand stand line with me and remain calm. They're coming. They're coming. I promise you, ma'am. They're coming right now. They're coming. Ma'am, ma'am, did you say, listen, ma'am, they're coming, listen, try to remain calm and block the smoke, ma'am, get low, can you get low to the ground, okay, can you get lower, okay, back away from it, do the best you can, okay, you said you're on the second floor in the bathroom, is that correct, okay, I'm letting them know now, listen, they're almost there, they're almost there, okay, stay, keep the door closed, I'm letting him know right now. You hang in there for me. I'm right here with you, okay? I'm letting him know. Ty, she's on the second floor in the bathroom. She's on the second floor in the bathroom. I can't breathe. Okay, they're They're coming. They're coming, ma'am. They're on scene. They're on scene right now. They're coming to you. They're coming, ma'am. They're coming to you right now, ma'am. They're coming. Stay away. Can you? Can you? They're coming, ma'am. They're coming. They're on. They're on scene, ma'am. Just try to stay away from. Is the bathroom on fire right now? Or is it just the smoke? Okay, hang in there just a little bit longer, ma'am. They're they're on scene. Okay, just try to stay away from it. Okay, just, just, just hang in there, ma'am. Okay, can you stay away from it? Is there? Okay, ma'am. You do you have any towels that you can use to cover up your nose so you can breathe? Anything you can use? Anything around you? Okay, that's okay. They're coming, ma'am. They're coming. I'm right here with you. Are they? Are you just hang in there, okay? Stay with me, ma'am. Okay. Try to stay calm. No, try to stay calm. You can do it, ma'am. Hang in there. Stay calm. Cover your nose with your shirt. Do anything you can, ma'am. I can't breathe. They're coming, ma'am. 
Okay. Okay, ma'am. They're coming. They're coming, ma'am. Are they in 11 or 2? Ma'am, ma you're in 1102 West 13th, right? Ma'am? Ma'am, can you hear me? Ma'am? There's, there's still somebody up in there, I think. Command, honey, a unit you come from 12th of Ma'am, if you can talk to me, are you still there? Ma'am? Ma'am, hang in there for me, okay? Can you hear me? Hang in there. They're coming to you now. into the bathroom. Come on, 
She did a great job, I thought. In one report I read, she is credited with helping save that caller's life. She alerted the crews on the scene when she heard their radios and them talking through the phone call, which ended up guiding them to the correct location inside there. She did what she could to try to keep the caller calm and give her instructions, but sometimes in the 911 field, it just doesn't turn out to be a grand ending. Not a ton of details have been given about the incident, Three people total were injured from the fire, including this caller, all with either smoke, inhalation, severe burns, or both. The caller, it sounded like, after possibly being severely burned herself while on the phone, she may have passed out. There towards the end of the call, you could hear what sounded like very deep, involuntary breathing. Not agonal respirations, but to me anyway, it sounded like she had passed out and wasn't able to scream for help anymore. Witnesses noted that they heard a total of three explosions from inside. The state fire marshal is investigating this, but there could be a number of reasons for these explosions. My guess, and it's simply guess, a lot of Florida houses, especially older ones or apartments like this one, they may not have working heat. Rental units are supposed to have some sort of heat, but it's rarely used even in the northern part of the state like this is. I looked it up in Jacksonville in January, which is their coldest month. The lows 
on average are just mid 40s the highs are still in the mid 60s so it doesn't get that cold there on occasion it can be but for the most part it just doesn't get that cold so the heat is just rarely used because of this it seems that requirement is frequently overlooked and most tenants just don't pay very much attention to it sometimes the heating requirement is met by space heaters this seems like it would be a possible cause for the explosions kerosene space heaters if used in multiple parts of the house especially with a fire like this they could easily explode kerosene itself is highly flammable it has a relatively low flash point it's not as explosive or flammable as regular gasoline but still could cause explosions in a situation like this where one or multiple containers of kerosene could be spread around the place two good samaritans did manage to help the other two people out of the house they were disgusted at one thing though the crowd of people that had formed and most of them flipping out their cell phones to video instead of jumping in to help and help was needed when at least one of the victims was pulled from the house they were still on fire now i'm not advocating for some random joe from the street to run into a burning building far from it you never want to create more victims but once the victims are out of the burning house try and help with the person who's actually still on fire if you can so what can you do in a situation like this well there's a number of things your house apartment or whatever they should have smoke detectors now this is for america i'm not sure what the laws are in other countries but even if you're not required to have them by law you should go ahead and get some just a quick look around on amazon who does ship pretty much worldwide you can grab a smoke detector for less than ten dollars that's a no-brainer ten dollars and it can save your life you do want to check the battery frequently though most do have some sort of a low battery detector like a chirp or small beep or something like that and you should always have an extra battery at the ready just so you won't necessarily have to run out and get one at the last minute if yours starts beeping late at night functioning smoke detectors should be the minimum if you want to go further than that though you can buy a fire extinguisher also on amazon you can have some of the smaller home type fire extinguishers they start between 20 and 25 dollars and they even now make an aerosol fire spray can for around ten dollars if you only bought one of them it'd probably be best to keep it somewhere around the kitchen as that's where most residential fires start another item that a lot of people don't know about and probably don't even know exist it's a fire blanket this is a pretty cool little item that's made from like a woven fiberglass flame retardant type fabric the cheaper ones are single use but they can be used in multiple ways you can use them to put out a variety of fires just by throwing it on top of the fire to try to smother it they work on grease fires as well I think one of the coolest features of these though you can use them as a barrier between you and the fire itself if you become trapped and need to get out of a burning building you drape the blanket over your body and just exit out of the place it's on fire the one I've been looking at it's rated for temperatures up over 2000 degrees and is very cheap a two-pack of them that's 40 by 40 inch they're single-use blankets they're only $20 past that your own preparedness will help you the most run through some plans even if it's just for one time 
Think about what you would do if a big fire broke out in your kitchen. Do you know which way you would exit out? What about in the middle of the night while you're at bed? What if you're upstairs and the only walkable exit is blocked by fire? Of course, you want to stay as low to the ground as you can and try to stay away from the smoke and heat as long as you can. Hopefully till firefighters can get there. But you should also have some sort of another plan too. Believe me, breaking a couple of bones from a 10 to 12 foot fall from a window on the second story is a lot better than third degree burns or death. Just some things to keep in mind. Run through some of that stuff in your head. If you live in a high rise or something like that, know exactly what kind of exits you're going to have there to try to get out. And in those cases, one or more than one of those fire blankets, that really could be the difference between life and death for you. I'll link some of the items I talked about in the show's description. They're not sponsors at all, so all I'm getting out of this is the hope that some of the products might help save someone someday. Another note about the smoke detectors, though. Call your local fire department. A lot of departments will give those out for free, or even come and change out your battery. But you got to call them first and check with them. But all this goes back to, as I said at the first episode, general preparedness. Just be prepared walk through something like this and it might save your life good morning Burbank police hi uh, my name is and I'm calling from the quality in Burbank what can I do for you I'm wondering if you guys wanted to send a a patrol to do a welfare check Um, there's a little kid in the parking lot and he's been out here for about half an hour and uh, mom and dad seem to be on high or something he's out there in the cold hugging his pillow he won't talk to me he's barefoot on in shorts is he in a vehicle on foot he's uh, next to their vehicle like they went up to the guest room and they just left him there i don't know what room number they're staying in what kind of car is in there it's on a gray sedan. It looks like um body or something. You don't know what room they went into? I don't. Okay. And you're the employee there, right? Yeah. Does the boy speak English? And how old does the boy appear to be? The boy appears to be around seven or eight. I think he does speak English, but um, when I talk to him, um, he just looks down at his pillow. He won't even look at me. How old is he? Like I said, uh, maybe eight or nine. Okay. All right, keep an eye on him, please, and I'm going to have officers on the way, okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. This call, it came in on a non-emergency line. You would be very surprised how often children are found on the street with no adults around. It actually happens pretty often. Most of the time, it'll be just a toddler or somewhere around there that's somehow figured out how to open a door and they just take off walking. The parents walk out and find them pretty quickly. Sometimes there's a bit more at play, though. Parents drinking or doing drugs or whatever and not knowing and may not even care where their kids are. Unfortunately, that happens way too often as well. This case, it's a little bit different. 
Let's listen in on the dispatch radio audio, though, before we get into all that. 26. Police got on the scene and started talking to the little kid when they got there. Kid turned out to be about seven years old. What are you doing here? Where's your dad? Where's your dad at? So it was a little bit hard to hear exactly what that kid was saying, but the officers came up and they said, where's your dad at? And the kid essentially said he's walked off to try to get another car. What he didn't say though, is that him and his dad, who was actually the boy's stepdad had been in a wreck up on the interstate, which is a couple blocks away from there. Also, which he didn't likely know this, the car they were in when they wrecked on the interstate, it was stolen. The boy and his stepdad walked, like I said, around a block, maybe two blocks from the interstate to this hotel parking lot and garage. The stepdad left his seven-year-old kid, who had just one shoe on, by the way, unsupervised at around 4.35 a.m. so he could go and find another car. And by find another car, I mean steal one. The suspect walked around a few different blocks as evidenced by a lot of security footage in the area. He's seen trying several different car door handles to see if they're unlocked. He was skipping over some cars, though. He was trying to target one that was going to be easier to steal. He did end up getting inside of one and stealing it. From there, he drove back to the hotel to pick the boy back up. That's when things turned quite a bit more funky. After pulling back up, the suspect got out of the car and started walking around trying to find the kid, but didn't leave the side of the car. He was just calling out for the kid to come over. At that point, the kid did try to walk over towards the car and try to get in it. Unfortunately, when the officers walked over to try to see what was going on over there, the suspect who had just stolen his car pulled out a gun. This is what happened. So as I said, for whatever reason, likely just because they didn't want to go to jail, he pulled a gun out and pointed it at police. This happened when the boy was opening the door to try to get into the stolen car. He was already most of the way in, 
when the shooting actually did happen. Luckily, the boy was unharmed physically, but through terrible choices that his stepdad made, he'll likely be scarred for life mentally. The suspect was David William Kaler. He was 30 years old and lived in Las Vegas. He was a full-on criminal. He had both violent and property crimes in his past. The gun that he had, it was stolen. It was stolen in a car burglary. Likely happened around the same time that he stole that car that he wrecked up on the interstate. Both of these things happened in Las Vegas, a few hours away from where this shooting happened. After the actual shooting itself did happen, aid was rented to the suspect and he was transported to a local trauma center where he ended up passing away. Multiple angles of video were taken on this. Two body-worn cameras as well as a hotel security camera. Very clearly, the suspect pointed a gun at one of the officers. Luckily, he didn't get a chance to shoot because of the reaction time of the officer, which was split second. I'm glad the officers in this were okay, but man, that kid. I hope he ends up being alright. Terrible thing for a seven-year-old to see. Help me, and more importantly, help the show continue to grow. Tell everybody about it. Do you have a friend that's a police officer, firefighter, one that's a nurse or a long-haul truck driver? Know any other true crime fans? Or most important, out of the mix, dispatchers? If you know anyone at all that you think might like the true crime shows or specifically this show, and something that I have found as well, people who like TV shows like Cops or Live PD, tell them about the show. I bet they'd probably like it. From reviews and people just reaching out via messages or emails, it seems like most people like the show. So at least I believe I'm putting out a good show. What I am admittedly not very good at is general marketing and promotion of the show. So any help out there that y'all can give me by sharing the show is greatly appreciated. Follow the show on all social media, which will be linked in the episode description. And finally, jump on the opportunity to come out to Vegas and see me and other great podcasters and speakers at CrimeCon at the end of April. Info is available at CrimeCon.com. Use discount code MC911 when buying tickets. New speakers and podcasts are being announced with a very interesting speaker that was just announced last week. John Ramsey, father of John Benet Ramsey. Any true crime fan should know about that one. And there's still more to be announced. Stay tuned for that. Well, that should just about wrap it up for tonight. I'm Brandon. Y'all stay safe out there. And as always, y'all have a good one.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.